What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the In-Situ Health and Fitness Podcast. On this show, we give you everything you need to live a long, healthy, and happy life. Real quick, everybody, if you are a long-time listener and you still haven't started your health and fitness journey, or you just feel like you need a little bit of help, the Mac and I wanna work with you. We will show you how to implement simple, easy, but effective ways you can improve your health and fitness and start seeing results straight away. This is personalized coaching and you will be working with Mac and I one-on-one till you reach your goals. If that sounds like you and you wanna get started, then make sure you hit the link below because we're excited to work with you. Let's get back to the episode. Yes, welcome back everybody. Feels like we're just ticking off the Fridays. Feels like yesterday that we just recorded a podcast and now it's Friday again. If you are listening to this as it comes out, this is our first podcast in our new place. Yeah. In Melbourne. Uh, so for those that don't know, Mac and I have moved to Melbourne uh, from Ulladulla in New South Wales. We got a. I put up a question box on Instagram and I've got a fair few questions about why and all that sort of stuff. We're moving to Melbourne, so we're going to answer those at the end. But first, as always, let's dive into some health and fitness. What do you got? Uh, mine's more of, more of a, a news article. Yeah. So, again, those that don't know, I used to own a gym in Bansdale uh, where Mac's family is from. And I had most of that gym gear stored in... My mum's shed. <laughs> yeah. So on our way back through, she's like, get rid of all your stuff. So selling all the gym gear and it's been hard to sell. And then an article come up on Facebook about how all F45's gym equipment has flooded the secondhand market. Because they're closing down. Because a lot of F45's are closing down, yeah. Wow. Uh, then I dived a little dip, bit deeper into, you know, buying F45s and how many for sale and that sort of stuff. And there is quite a lot of gyms for sale at the moment. F45 gyms or just gyms in general? Both. Yeah, right. So a lot are trying to replicate the F45, but with a bit more of a personal touch. Fitstop is probably the best one at the moment. Never heard of it. I reckon given another 12 months and they'll probably be the most popular gym in... Australia. Yeah, right. Uh, I reckon they'll they'll probably crush CrossFit and all that sort of stuff in Australia. For like, I'm just talking Australia market, Australian market. Uh, so what is Fitstop? I don't know exactly, but by looks of it, it's a mix between a personal training gym and an F45 or CrossFit. So every it looks like everybody has their own personalized program or there's a program and everybody has a variation of it, but then at the end of that program, everybody does a workout together. Okay, so at the start, you would work on like your own weaknesses and goals and Yeah, so whether stuff. it's mobility, strength, uh, muscle gain, fat loss, all that sort of stuff. And then there is a Metcon, so cardio session, I guess you could say, all together at the end. That's what it looks like. I don't know exactly. I would, if a listener has been to a fit stop or they're a member, I would love to have a chat with you and just talk about how, how, it, how, works. It, is yeah. how it works and all that sort of stuff. And no, I'm not interested in opening up one. I just am very interested in gyms and the whole gym scene in Australia. Um, it still interests me. I still love it. But um, yeah, 
definitely not opening up one anytime soon. <laughs> now that we have our own gym in the building anyway. Yeah, so I just thought it was interesting to see this article was saying that there's a lot of F45 gear on the market because F45s are closing down. And I did find one F45, I think it was around the St. Kilda area mm-hmm. for 500 and something thousand. So half a million dollars for an F45 gym, existing one. That's just the business, right? Not the yeah. building. Um, so you still, you'd have to sign a lease? Yeah. So you'd get all the equipment, all the clients. Oh, yeah. Um, Is that, do you think that's worth it? Don't know. I didn't look into it that much. Um, but there's quite a lot for sale all around Australia. Mm. And then there's obviously people trying to replicate that, like F, uh, fit stop and all that sort of stuff, build the business up and then sell the business. Yeah. So whether you do it, uh, get a franchise like FitStop or F45 or CrossFit, build it up till it's, till it's profitable and then sell it. There seems to be a lot of people doing that. Um, I think that's super interesting. That's something I'd, I'd definitely be interested in later later on, but for now, definitely not. But it sort of brings up the question, should you be buying this stuff and is it worth setting up a home gym? Because you can set up a home gym for quite cheap at the moment. Mm. Um, if you have the space and the time, you might not have the, uh, sorry, if you have the space and the money now, I would recommend doing it because there will come a time when you have got the time to work out home. You might not have the time now to work out home, all that sort of stuff, but you're going to get a whole heap of stuff real cheap to set up a, a decent home gym. So when you have got the time, you can smash it out. Yeah, I suppose there's a lot less involved in traveling to the gym getting a gym membership finding class times if you do class finding non-busy times like taking your work clothes if you have to shower at the gym and get changed at the gym to go to work straight after the gym Hmm. like just working out at home takes away so many variables right well even if you stay at the gym like we only recommend doing you know three to four resistance training sessions a week and you do need a gym for those or a decent setup for those so if you had half the setup at home, you could do trigger sessions on the other day, mobility stuff, mm. just half an hour sessions. And you can literally keep it half an hour and still get so much done because you're literally walking into your garage or into the shed. Yeah. You haven't got that commute time like you're saying. So it, I do think they're very valuable uh, if you've got the space, obviously, and all that sort of stuff. And again, it might be your time in life. You might be too busy, you're like Jack. I'll never have time for that. But there will be there will be one day where you have time for it, mm. and it's worth having. Again, even if you're doing it, you know, half an hour sessions at home with a decent amount of gear, you can get it. You know, there's no reason why you can't be fit and healthy and active. Just seeing it in your shed or garage or wherever it is also might influence you to make time mm. or just think about it a bit more. And eventually it won't seem like there's such a barrier there because you're like familiar with the space and you're familiar with the equipment maybe. And you've thought about the idea of going in there and doing a workout and they just gradually will become less and less resistance over time, right? If you're just seeing it in your home all of the time. Yeah. And like we spoke about last week with the hope molecule, Mm -hmm. again, just a phrase turned by a couple of scientists over in the U.S., Anything is good enough. So even if you go out into the shed and do one, like, you know, a five by five of back squats, and that's all you did for the workout, that is very valuable. It 
has so so many positive effects on your health but a lot of people go oh it's only one a couple of sets of back squats it's not really worth it but it is worth it yeah it is definitely worth it you the benefits outweigh everything so you we have five dogs in the room with us right now. So if there's any weird noises, <laughs> that's what's going on. <laughs> Very distracting. Um, all right. So, yeah, I just thought if you are looking for a gym setup or you're looking for extra gear, I know a lot of listeners do have a home setup. Um, now is the time to buy those extra stuff. It might have F45 printed all over it. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> doesn't matter. As long as it's weights and you can move them in the proper manner. It does not matter what brand they are or what color they are, all that sort of stuff. So definitely go out and have a look if you are thinking about it or you have the space to set up a home gym. Hot tip of the week, hey? Done. Okay, I'm going to take it the pace a little differently mm. and talk about something that came up in uni this week. This was what? This is my second week back at uni already. And there's so many cool things that I've already learned for you guys and that I've already started making resources to match the things that I'm learning, mm. I guess. Uh, just real quick. So Mac, everything Mac learns, she tries to incorporate in the health and fitness to teach you guys how to live a healthy, happy life. And to get all those resources, you need to be on the mailing list. So if you're not on the mailing list, jump on. There'll be a link below in the show notes somewhere. Make sure you jo join the mailing list because... We only send out good, valuable content. It's not like we spam or give your email addresses out anywhere else. You're only getting valuable info that'll help your health and fitness. Yep. And for those that don't know, I'm studying psychology. Just feel like I always forget to uh, mention that again every time I talk about uni. But yes, so I wanted to talk about the power of the situation was the title of this section in my textbook. And... They spoke about a study on how to motivate people to take advantage of preventive care. So I'm going to explain the study and the circumstances, and then I'm going to sort of talk about how it can and definitely will be useful in your lives. Okay. So in the study, they attempted to persuade Yale students to get a tetanus shot. To convince them that the shot was in their best interest, the researchers had them read scary material about the number of ways a person could get tetanus. So when you say tetanus, I immediately think of a rusty nail, right? Mm -hmm. But apparently there's a lot more ways. Mm -hmm. To make sure that they had the students' full attention, the team even showed them photos of people who had got tetanus, didn't have the tetanus shot, and who were in the last stages of lockjaw. I don't know what lockjaw is. So basically, tetanus affects your nerves so basically you just lock up okay yeah so that is pretty scary and it's pain like it's painful yeah it's yeah it's very so, easily overlooked and easily preventable just by having it by shot. having the shot okay so they were told scary stories shown scary images um and then they the researchers were like okay but not to worry you can avoid this fate simply by going to the student healthcare center at any time and getting a completely free jab, right? So they got the information and I would say it's like the general public hearing about heart disease and obesity and everything. That's the general information. And then I guess the news or influencers saying you can prevent this by exercising by eating a healthy diet so that's how i want you to be relating these two things okay mm. 
So then the interviewers showed that most participants formed the intention to get a shot, but only 3% did. So most of them were like, yeah, okay, I'll get the shot. Sure. Thanks for the information. But only 3% of the group followed through and got the followed shot. Followed through and got the shot. Wow. Right? So then other participants, so the second group, were given a map of the Yale campus with a circle around where the healthcare center was. And they were asked to review their weekly schedule and decide on a convenient time to visit the center and decide on the route that they would take to get to the center. Now, all of these students were seniors, so they knew exactly where the healthcare center was. However, circling where it was on a map, deciding when they were going to go and how they were going to get there gave them what they call a nudge. This is actually the name for this whole scenario is a nudge. So it increased the percent of students to get the jab by ninefold. So 38% of students, still that's not many, yeah. but 38% of students who had all of these resources, so the map, when and how, went and got the jab, whereas the other students who were just told the bad things that would happen if they got tetanus, only 3%. Mm. So it increased ninefold, which is huge. So the nudge concept was also used by Barack Obama by sending out a prompt and asking voters where they will be voting and how they will get to vote. And now that concept, the nudge concept, is common practice for all politicians to use hmm. because it increases the likelihood of people actually voting so much more by giving them the nudge to think about when, where, how, what, why, essentially. Hmm. So... Yeah. Did you? Is there anything that you want to say about that? <laughs> um, fun fact. Okay. The first year that Obama ran for president, that was the most people voted in the US in, in US history. In because he used yeah. this nudge concept. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So. Yeah. So basically, if we just give you the information, say that exercising is healthy here's all here's what happens when you don't exercise you know your body deteriorates you die earlier all these other uh infections diseases all everything attacks your body and just say here's the info and maybe a couple of pre preventative things that you need to do like the podcast that we do yeah um three percent of people are going to take action yep where... that's what that's the first thing i thought of when i read this i was like holy crap well, is it surprising because I've said this on many, many other podcasts that the obesity rate is getting more and more every single year, mm. but the information about how to prevent obesity is getting more and more each year as well. So, yeah, because people just shove out the information and the negative um, results of all of these things, but don't, like who is there on the other side of the TV to be like, okay, Jack. When, where, how, and why are you going to do something to prevent yourself from getting obesity? Mm. Like, because social media is so, it's like a big glass wall in between us shouting this at you guys and then you guys actually doing something about it. Yeah. Whereas go back 10, 20 years to get any kind of information, you had to physically go somewhere, see someone, be in some sort of consultation, go to a doctor's office, read a newspaper, be in the community more. Mm. and talk about it whereas now it's just you can hide behind your phone or in your lounge room and be like oh yeah i know like i know that i need to do something but there's no one around you to say how you're going to do that yeah 
what's the next step? What's your next Are step? Are you actually going to take action? Yeah. So my advice yeah. on how the 3% of you that are going to do something can do something is I would say first clearly define the when. I think that is one massive, massive barrier. And I've been working with my mum on this actually the past week and I made her a exercise schedule that I will, maybe I'll just put the link up and the listeners can get it for now until I decide what I want to do with it. But I've got, I've written down Monday through to Sunday across the top. So it's a table. And then down the side, the first column, I've got when she's going to exercise. So she writes the time in like Monday, I'm going to exercise at two. Where? So is it going to be in the shed, in the gym, at a friend's house and who with? So sometimes she meets people at the gym. So then she knows she has to message that person the day before, maybe for accountability. Mm. So you guys could just draw this up yourself or you can download the PDF version that I made. I've already thought about three clients that I reckon would benefit from that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think that that's the most important. When, where and who if you involve someone. Um, because having predefined those things takes out one massive part of resistance that is involved in actually doing it. Mm. So if you decide, okay, I'm going to exercise three times this week and then you get busy and you forget about it or you're on your way home and you're like, oh crap, I was meant to go to the gym instead of on the way, instead of going straight home today. And then it's like Wednesday and you're like, oh, halfway through the week already, I'll just start Monday. Mm. So if you already like decide when and where you're going to do it, it takes out half of the effort, really. You just have to get there. And like you already know when, where, how, and what and why. <laughs> so it's going to increase your likelihood of success a lot more. So basically what we're saying is plan ahead. Don't just say, yeah, I'm going to start exercising. Yeah. Actually plan ahead. Think about when, where, who with, how. The, work, like, the, the more planning you put into it, down to how many reps you do, all that sort of stuff the less resistance it is because you, you might go, yeah, sweet, I'm going to work out in the shed at two o'clock on the Monday, get to the shed and go, oh, well, what do I do with this equipment? I'll just do a couple of bicep curls. And then you do, and then your motivation drops from there where if you have a program pre-written for that session as well, yeah, you got, you've got to get through that program as well. So just taking out all those decisions and decision fatigue is a thing. So if you can minimize all those decisions, they're already made, you can just do it. Ironically, I'm also going to need you to plan when you're going to plan, <laughs> right? So today, if you listen to this on Friday, I want you to write now, write in your phone that on Sunday afternoon at either 4 or 5 p.m., you're going to sit down and plan when you're going to work out for the rest of the week. Maybe you need to plan when you're going to go to the supermarket to, so that you have enough food to cook your dinners. So if that's what you're going to do, then you need to plan what you're going to eat so that you know what you need to get from the supermarket so that then you can cook at home instead of getting takeaway. Like there's endless streams that you could choose that are going to help you improve your health and fitness. Like if sleep is your goal, then Sunday night you need to plan what you're going to be doing from 8 p.m. onwards to ensure you can get in bed at 9 p.m., mm. right? So Sunday afternoon, I want you to plan. Send me send me photos of your plans because I love this kind of stuff. And I know there's a lot of people out there listening going, what, only 39% take action? 
Yeah. So or everybody else is sitting there thinking, this is way too hard. I'm not going to be bothered. Why would I even start this? It gets easier. It is hard at the start. It does take a lot of planning and a lot of effort just to get get a plan together. But after a while, it it's just second nature. Yep. It's a habit. It's effortless. It's effortless. You don't... It's just like a workout. If you start doing back squats, over time, those back squats are going to get easier and easier. That's why you need to add more and more weight as you go because you need to make it harder. Where at least with planning out your week and all that sort of stuff, it just gets easier. Yeah, your life might get a little bit busy here and there, you know, kids, all that sort of stuff. So there's going to be times where it is harder, but most of the time it's just going to get easier and easier without resistance. Mm -hmm. So... It only becomes easier. So start. Yes, it's going to be hard. Just admit to yourself, this is going to be hard, but I need to do it and start planning. As long as you know it's going to be hard to start with, but it will get easier as long as you be consistent with it, then you're going to be a fit, healthy, happy person. If it makes you feel any better, I'm a fantastic planner, like excellent. That's probably my best trait. If it's a trait, I don't know. But... I can have all the plans in the world, but like Jack said, if I don't have a gym program to follow, when we go to train in the gym at the at the gym, I'm like, well, what the hell am I going to do here? And mm. I just fluff around. So there are definitely different levels, whereas Jack, not the world's best planner, but he can easily plan a workout ahead of time in the gym. Yeah. So you're going to have strengths and weaknesses within the whole planning realm as well. So maybe at the start, you just play to those strengths and weaknesses as well until it feels super easy. And then you can work on the parts that are actually hard or you can outsource the parts that are hard. Like I outsource my programming to Jack. <laughs> so someone else does it for you. Yeah. And as always, if you need help with any of this, we are here to help you. We do the podcast to help you as far as we can. But if you need help moving it further, we're here. Uh, there'll be links in the show notes or below the video if you're on YouTube. Just hit one of the links and reach out. It's not scary. We're not going to charge you for reaching out. It's just a conversation with us to help you move forward. That's all it is. Yep. Shall we do some questions? Let's do questions. So like I said at the start, Mac and I are moving to Melbourne. Moved. Moved. So very first episode from Melbourne. Um like I said, we got a lot of questions about why and all that sort of stuff, so I figured we'd answer a couple of questions. First up, the first one, why are you moving to Melbourne? <laughs> I don't know how many times I've answered this to people in like where my hometown, because mm. everyone loves the country, you know what I mean? I would say the shortest answer, we're moving to Melbourne for... I don't even know. There's just more happening. There's a greater fitness scene, a better business scene, uh, more availability to network and grow the business, um, more opportunities to meet people, learn from people. I don't know. There's just more for us in the city. Mm. Yeah? Is that, would I, that be your I, yeah, answer? That, that was my answer. Plus, you'd never grow when you're comfortable. So Ulladull was starting to get very comfortable for us. It, don't get me wrong, it's an absolutely beautiful place. I, that's where I grew up. I'm very grateful for being able to grow up there and have my childhood there and enjoying the space that it was. Um, yeah, but 
we were starting to get very comfortable. And on the podcast, those long-term listeners will know, Kathy, Gabrielle, has been on the podcast twice. And both times she's she's said, you got to get out of your comfort zone, not directly at us, but every time I, I would ask her for her advice on giving people advice in general, <laughs> she'd, be, she'd just say, get out of your comfort zone. It doesn't have to be much. It doesn't have to be a lot. Just get outside your comfort zone and you'll realize how much you can grow. And since having her on the podcast the first time, I've tried to do different things and they just haven't been working out. And moving to Melbourne just made it like, it, it is well outside of my comfort zone, moving to Melbourne. I've never lived in a big city before. The biggest city I've lived in is Canberra. And those that know Canberra know that it's not a city, it's just a big country town. <laughs> so this is all new. This is well outside my comfort zone, but I am looking forward to it because of all the reasons that Mac mentioned. Yeah. Because it is very uncomfortable, but I want to grow into those positions to be more comfortable in all those areas. Yeah. Um, a question that I have got a bunch is why Melbourne? Oh, yeah. So... The story goes, Jack and I have a pact, an agreement that after two years in any one place, if we aren't still as excited about the place as we were when we got there, we'll leave because I don't know, why not? We can pretty much. So I was feeling pretty stagnant maybe in Ulladulla and like we were a bit stuck. So I was like, maybe we will move to Sydney because it's only two hours from Ulladulla. It seemed like the logical direction to go. But apartments in Sydney are extremely expensive and it's not at all pet friendly. Also, I wanted to stay by the beach, you know, and in the warmer weather preferably, but we're going to Melbourne. So anyway, Sydney wasn't really logistic for us. And then I, one night I was like, oh, let's, I'll just have a look in Melbourne for the sake of it because I really like Melbourne as a city. It's closer to my family. My mum can babysit the dogs so we can go somewhere. <laughs> Uh, and there was just like a lot of apartments that suited us really well that had like amazing amenities that would help us progress the business, make friends, be a part of a community and everywhere's dog friendly. Yeah. So Melbourne was just the right decision, I suppose. Yeah. I've never really vibed with Sydney. Um, Brisbane's too hot. <laughs> I don't like, like, love Queensland, but just not to live, uh, could never do it. And we've never really gone west. Or to Adelaide. Yeah, west. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, Melbourne, I, I've only spent a couple of weekends. I could probably count how many weekends I've been in Melbourne on one hand. And I just really enjoyed the vibe there. I think it's great. Um, I like the cold weather. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. I just really enjoy colder weather rather than hot weather. Um, yeah. So... Melbourne it is. And like Max said, the buildings available in Melbourne now, you can't get the same ones in Sydney. It's weird. I don't know why, but... I think you could, but maybe if you have a thousand plus dollars to spend on rent a week. Yeah. Which it, I don't really want to do. But anyway, let's get into the next question, which will explain it. Where are you living in Melbourne? South Bank. <laughs> yeah. So where South Bank um, won't mean much to people that don't know Melbourne. In the city, pretty much across the road from across the river from the CBD. Yeah. Um, and our building is like a brand new building. It's got everything you could possibly imagine: swimming pool, 
sauna, gym, yoga studio, Pilates studio, co- community working space. Yeah. Um, a, uh, like an outdoor a, area, a dog area. A oh my. whiskey room. What? A dining room. <laughs> a whiskey room. I didn't know that. So that's what I mean. So this place has everything we need in it. And I don't know if, yeah, I couldn't find, like, if you have a general look, there's not many places like that in Sydney um, unless you're paying you know, 1500 bucks a week. If you want to see all the beat behind the scenes of our new place, like my Instagram is going to be, my story is going to be full yeah. <laughs> for photos. So make sure you follow me. Um, and yes, the price of rent is a little bit more expensive in this place, but it cancels out a lot. So we don't need a gym, gym membership. Uh, there's a car rental included in our um, rent. So when we do need a car, there's a car there available. You just need to book it. So we can get rid of our car, which saves a lot of money. Um, and the co-working space. Like we don't need a office area. In yeah. Aladala, we were actually looking at getting somewhere to have an office space for the podcast and workouts and all that sort of stuff to film all that sort of thing. But that's all within the building. Yeah. So that's saving us 50 grand a year. Yeah. Um, another question that I've been asked a lot. What are you going to do with the dogs? Yeah. We are taking the wieners. <laughs> definitely not leaving them behind. Um, yeah, like I said, Melbourne's super dog friendly. So, like, there's a dog run. Dog spa. Dog spa. In the building. Um, and everyone has just sort of said it's going to be so annoying taking them to the toilet all the time. Uh, so, I don't think it will be. Like, so Jack and I have a very solid routine of getting up, feeding them, and going for a walk immediately. Mm. Um, and then, like, we'll probably take lunchtime walks if they need to or we can just go to the dog area and then we usually take them for an afternoon walk when we have finished work to sort of disconnect from work and home life because I feel like that's super important when you work from home and also they're just little sausages they just sleep most of the time dogs are very routine animals yeah and we are very routine people (laughs) so it doesn't take long for them to adapt to new places because we get into a routine pretty quick so and hopefully they'll meet some other doggy friends in the hotel in the hotel (laughs) in the apartment building (laughs) all right so that is it welcome to melbourne welcome to the podcast we are i'm most excited about melbourne because of the content we're going to be able to bring you guys that it's going to go to the next level uh we're going to have access to more people to talk about health and fitness um experts all that sort of stuff so Wherever you're listening or watching, make sure you subscribe, uh, follow, whatever you do, follow on all platforms. Like I said, mailing list is probably the best because you get... Oof, um, I've just started. If you are on the mailing list already, you will have noticed a new email comes out every Tuesday. So there's only an email on Tuesdays and Fridays. The Friday email has a summary of the podcast we've released and the blogs we've released. The Tuesday email is a very short, informative, actionable email called Two Minute Tuesday. So Mm. it shouldn't take you long to read. It's just pretty much designed to give you immediate value on a Tuesday. And then if we release any resources that you can get for free, like Mac was talking about earlier in the episode, we send out an email about those as well. So you're only getting good stuff. So from all the platforms and everything that we do, content for you guys to improve your health and fitness, we combine it all 
into the newsletter. So the newsletter is the one place that you can get everything instead of being on all the different socials. Yeah. If you don't want to be. Awesome. That'll do. Again, just one last go join the mailing list. <laughs> and we'll talk to you all in the next episode. Thanks again for tuning in and have a good weekend. Bye.